Welcome back, guys, to another episode of the Money Ed Podcast. Money Ed is an education platform for young adults who want to better understand personal finance and gain greater confidence in managing their money. Each week we'll address the important topics within personal finance that really matter to you in an informative yet easy to listen to approach. The best way to improve your personal finance is through education and we want to provide a place where you can learn outside of the classroom, office or lecture hall. So what is going on guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Money Ed podcast. I'm super excited to be back for another week. And this week we are talking all about the psychology behind spending. It's a really, really interesting topic because it's something that we don't usually explore a lot. And um, I think for a lot of people, it's just something we don't really consider. You know, why we spend, you know, what's the kind of emotional attachment to spending and that sort of thing. So we're really going to delve into it this week. And I hope you guys are all doing well. I know the weather's been a bit shit this week, which always puts a downer on things. But I think hopefully... It's going to improve and then we can be back outside again. Hope you're all still following social distancing guidelines. Um, I know that's a bit difficult if you've been protesting this weekend or over the week, um, which again is a movement. And, uh, you know, the, I completely agree with the protest. I think it's great to, you know, point out the injustices within our system. And yeah, I think it's really great. My youngest sister's actually gone today. So I'm quite looking forward to hearing how it was and what she says about it. It's her first protest. So I to hear how she got on. But yeah, so before we get into this week, I thought I'd just run through last week's show, which was all about our non-essential outgoings. And again, just trying to drill into you guys, you know, getting, you know, getting the understanding and really trying to think about reducing your non-essential outgoings, you know, the things we don't really need to buy. And in the episode, we kind of looked at, you know, why we buy certain things and actually the importance of finding a balance between you know, buying these fun things and treating yourself, but also, you know, setting, sticking to your goals and trying to save as much as you can and thinking about, you know, long-term futures. So if you missed that, check it out. I'll leave a link in the show notes below. But without further ado, let's get into this week's, this week's episode. Can't even speak today, which is all about the psychology, the psychology behind spending. <laughs> so I think one of the most important parts of understanding why we spend in certain ways and what we spend on is that we need to accept that, you know, when we're looking at spending and when we're talking about spending, we have to understand that it's emotional. No matter how you look at it, you know, even if you like to think you're able to remove a lot of emotion from your purchasing, from your spending, that sort of stuff, you really can't, you know. And, and you know, this this whole idea is that we're trying to, like, study human behaviour and, you know, the influence it has on financial decisions and behaviours. In episode two, really early on, we touched on this in a bit of detail. You know, we were talking about how important it is to understand why we have certain views on money and why we behave in a certain way when it comes to personal finance. And we found that a lot of it is due to, you know, our family, our environment, uh, you know, our influences growing up. All of that had a massive impact on how we view money today and how we behave around it. And I think, you know, once we understand why we feel a certain way in and why we believe in a certain way, I think it's important because we can then try to alter those behaviors in order to better improve our personal finance and you know especially if we've grown up and developed bad habits from our parents or from the environment we grew up in you know now is a really good time before we start to get into the real world and start to have 
you know, have to make big money decisions. Now's a really good time to actually try and lose those bad habits before we get into it. And that could be, you know, through spending less on your non-essential outgoings, as we said last week. That can be through better debt management, you know, looking at our essential outgoings. And it could also just be about saving more. So putting more of your money aside. So when it comes to, you know, money and our personal finances and our behaviours, in kind of a more general sense, uh, we tend to relate money with a number of childhood feelings we have. And there's been quite a lot of study behind this. So, you know, the feeling of wanting something as a child and getting it, you know, generally elicited a positive emotion. Um, But also wanting something and not being allowed it and not being able to get it elicited a negative emotion. So from early on, um, we we were kind of experiencing different emotions with spending and with money when we would or wouldn't get something. And so, you know, often these emotions, you know, we have as kids influence the way we feel about money today and how we view it today. It's also important to mention that for many of us, money is actually survival. You know, the classic saying goes, you know, money can't buy happiness. And it may have some truth to that, but what money definitely does allow us is to get by day by day and live our lives. And I think because of this, you know, if we and because of how much of an impact money has on our day to day lives, if we lose control of our money, you know, perhaps our debts rack up or perhaps we lose our income, you know, through a job loss, which I know a lot of people are experiencing at the moment, um, we can face terrible uh, negative emotions, you know, including worry, you know, you know, worry, stress, anxiety, all these things. And and that can be that can have a massive impact on us and it's just that lack of control that we have when we're in those bad situations which often makes things a lot worse you know how many of you have not checked your bank balance because you know that you don't have a lot of money in it and you don't want to see that you don't have a lot of money in it although you know you don't have a lot of money in it you don't want to actually see the figures i've done that in the past few weeks especially you know i've been kind of eating into my overdraft a little bit as work hasn't been uh, as I haven't started work yet, and I know it's going to be a low number, and I know it's going to be a negative number, but I still sometimes just think, oh god, okay, I'm just going to leave that there, and I'm just don't want to look at it, um, because it's it's scary, you know. We I don't. It's something that doesn't bring me. It elicits a negative emotion, and as humans, instinctively, we tend to avoid things that elicit those negative emotions and make us feel bad. But this isn't necessarily a bad thing, you know. Humans are emotional, you know, it's part of our makeup and it's what makes us special. And there's nothing wrong with having emotion in money. In fact, as I said at the start, money is so emotional and it it, it just is. Like there's no there's no two ways about it. Where it can become an issue, however, is when you choose to ignore these emotions and you know try to convince yourself you aren't emotional, especially when it comes to managing money. Accepting and understanding the relationship between you and your money and also your money and your emotions and, you know, what emotions you tend to elicit when you're dealing with money, whether good or bad, understanding those is a great way to begin to understand why we spend the way we do. But I think arguably the most important reason for understanding this relationship is because, as I said, it means that we can make changes going forward. You know, if you generally spend a lot of money when you're upset, say and so buying things is a coping mechanism if you learn why that is and you appreciate that you do that because a lot of the time people don't realize they're doing it you know it's a subconscious thing um a lot of some time people do realize and they just do it anyway because they don't really care but once you understand why you why you have that 
why that happens and why you do these things it makes it a lot easier to try and correct it going forward and to try and improve it and that's essentially what we want to do especially if you're in if you have bad habits if you if you have bad money habits that's what we want to do by and that's what I'd hope uh, you can achieve from listening to this week's podcast is to just to get you thinking about scenarios and times when you have spent emotionally or if you continue to spend emotionally think about why you do that and perhaps what causes you to do that you know maybe when you were younger you saw your parents do it you know maybe if you saw your parent mum or dad upset and they they tend to always buy things and you saw that it made them happier that could have imprinted onto you so then when you're upset and you buy something that makes you happier just like your parents did and as I said you know if we can understand where that comes from we can make it can really make significant changes going forward and so I think and Aside from that, I think it's also important to understand that each person, each individual has a very different relationship with money. And that relationship has been molded by a number of things, as we've touched on already. You know, that includes our experiences as a child and as a young person. That includes our family members, as I said, our, our parents, our brothers and sisters, and also our culture. You know, this is one that actually hasn't been explored a lot in terms of within kind of financial psychology and that sort of thing. Um, is actually the, how our culture and our community has an impact on us. You know, if we're from different ethnic backgrounds, if we're from different religious backgrounds, our different our view of money will be different between all of that. Um, but I covered all of that in series uh, in episode three of series one, and I will share the link below because it's really really imp- important. And as I said, just understanding where money, where your view of money comes from originally, can help you loads and loads and so each of these things influence uh, our view of money and they impact our relationship between our emotions and our money and quite often it changes the way we see money but how can we change this so the first thing i'm going to say is that it isn't it is diff sorry it isn't easy to change your relationship with money i was going to say it isn't difficult i was getting the two mixed up it is not easy to change your relationship with money it's quite difficult as I mentioned previously, you know, our experiences and our influences growing up have shaped our relationship with money and changing that takes a long time, just like any habit. You know, it's said to take anywhere from two weeks to six months for some people um, to change a habit. And I'm sure in the past, you know, you've tried to change something in your life, but haven't managed it. And this doesn't just relate to money. This is to all things in general. And it's why things like Lent and the new, your New Year's resolution are often so difficult uh, because... You can't just change something overnight that's ingrained in you. You know, one of my New Year's resolutions one year was to stop eating crisps, but I ate crisps on a weekly basis, so, and I have them my whole life. So <laughs> to change that is going to be quite difficult. Also, I remember at uni once I did Lent and I wasn't drinking, and I was just sitting in the pub with my mates, and without even thinking about it, someone had like a lemonade, a vodka lemonade or something. I just drank it. I think it was my girlfriend's. I just drank it and I, and it, it was just nothing because it's just something I would always have done. And only afterwards I was like, oh shit, I've broken Lent. It was really depressing actually. Um, but yeah, so you no, know, I can think of so many times where I've tried to take actual changes in my life, but also in personal finance only to fail a couple of weeks in, you know, when it comes to money, you know, I started an automatic deposit into my savings account, you know, to try and build up my savings every week. Um, but I quickly found that I was just dipping into it because I was overspending. And so I'd always need to bring back that money, you know, at the end of the month. Um, 
And it took me a long time to get used to the fact that the extra, mo- the extra money was leaving my account. You know, I even set up reminders and things like that. Um, but now it, you know, it works perfectly and I know that it gets taken out of there every time because I just persisted and that happened. And, but it was a struggle at first. It took me a while. Like I had to set like actual reminders on my phone saying, don't like, don't spend this money sort of thing. Um, and, you know, it may take putting in that extra effort to really try to change a habit or do something new but it really is definitely worth it. Luckily, I'm not that much of an emotional spender, and I, but I know that's one thing that can be tricky. But again, if you're someone who does do that a lot, you know, try to create a new habit where you allow yourself time before making purchases. Now, that's a common thing we always hear is give yourself 24 hours after thinking you want to buy something and then come back to it and see if you actually want it. The more you do it, the quicker it will feel natural and will become more, become a habit. And then just like that, you've altered one aspect of your relationship with between emotion and money. You know, last week we actually dedicated an Instagram post to emotional spending and how to reduce that. So if you find you spend emotionally quite a lot, I would definitely go go and check that out. It's got, I think it's got five points on it, which basically give you ways that you can reduce the impact and reduce the chances of you spending emotionally. So that's one kind of very common, slightly difficult, but really effective way of battling you know your past demons with money and you know trying to change a habit as I said is difficult but it's seriously beneficial and if you can get into good habits then they'll last a lifetime and I'm I personally have seen the benefit of it already you know I see my savings going up every week because I'm putting a little but often and it's become natural to me so that's one way I think is really effective and also a very important way Unfortunately, though, the difficulties don't end there because even if we do manage to reduce, you know, psychological influences and change our view on certain things within money and our relationship with money, we've still got society and, you know, capitalism and corporate greed to deal with. That sounds a bit negative, but but, um, today we live in a world where, you know, spending is encouraged, you know, you know, companies promote products and, you know, they market their services in a way that feeds off our emotions and use our emotions to influence our spending. And it's pretty clever. You know, in fact, it's so powerful that it can make many of us buy things we don't even need and it can embed in us certain emotions with certain products, you know, just from seeing advertising. Again, you know, this is quite a tricky one to battle because a lot of marketing and advertising actually influences us subconsciously. But again, it's just about pausing and thinking about the purchase you're about to make. You know, it might feel nice buying something at first, but if you're going to feel guilty about it down the line, you know, should you buy it? And I think that's often the difficulty because at the time you don't feel guilty buying it. You feel good. It makes you feel good. But later down the line and it's sitting in your closet or sitting on your desk, you're actually thinking, okay, perhaps I don't need this. And that's when it starts feeling guilty. And that's when it can have an effect on you. Because if you keep doing this and you keep buying all these things, Eventually, you're just you're just going to feel bad every time you do it, and that's just going to bring you know your quality of life down, your mental well-being. It's going to make worse. So, you know, use those previous negative emotions as a way to try to prevent you from doing the same thing in the future. You know, when you're about to buy something, think about the last time you bought something and how it made you feel. If it made you feel good, then by all means, go do it again. I'm not going to try and stop you, but if it made you feel negative, maybe it's a sign that you shouldn't really be buying it. And as I said, the more you do it, 
the likely it is to become instinctive and the more likely it's going to become a habit of yours. And actually, the more likely emotional spending is going to affect you less. And look, I think there are honestly so many internal and external influences to fight that kind of impact our spending behaviours. And while it is good to try to tackle these emotions in advance, as I said, you know, things like things that especially elicit negative emotions, you really want to try and stop them in your track because you're just going to be bringing down your well-being and you're just going to be bringing, bringing down your happiness if you're constantly buying things or personal finances in general just making you feel shit, basically. But, you know, while it's good to try and tackle these emotions in advance, sometimes it can be quite difficult to do that. And the reason I say this is because a lot of the time our emotions influence the way we spend on such a minute and subconscious level that we may not even notice it at first. You know, as I said, you know, I was talking to my younger sister about this and I'm sure you you can probably tell by now she's often the source of my inspiration for a lot of these sorts of chats. She's only 16, so bless her. But um, she said that if she's, you know, upset or in a bad mood, she will buy clothes, but... She doesn't relate the two until later when she realizes that she shouldn't have bought these clothes. So she's upset and she buys these clothes, but she doesn't really she doesn't really kind of clock that she's buying them because she's upset until later on. She only, you know, she she thinks she's buying them because she wants them, but actually she's doing it because she's upset. Basically, the, this idea that you only feel the negative emotions further down the line, as I said earlier. Often when we're in the moment, we don't really consider anything. We just kind of do it. It's just kind of an spontaneous off the bat like all right done bought that book bought that xbox game you know and then only later on we realize that perhaps there wasn't the best thing to do and it's often when we look at our bank balance and see what we've spent too much that's when we actually start to feel negative and can have a negative impact on us so how can we prevent something that we don't really even think about i think that's one of the big questions you have to ask ourselves you know and to be honest it's 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 one of those ones where you have to kind of just try and tr- just I th- uh, admittedly like I, I did a lot of research on this and I really didn't find a lot of clarity in terms of what we can actually do to kind of try to resist the the temptation to buy things and the influence that external factors have on us and I think it's just about kind of when you're actually it's not necessarily about preventing yourself from being emotionally kind of convinced by this and your emotions being taken over by something you see it's about when you're actually physically buying the product or buying the service or you know just thinking about money in general it's it's about managing it then because admittedly when you see an advert or when you see something you're going to be impacted by it but at that time you're not taking any action it's the action you take after that having seen that and taken on that information that's when you need to try that's what you need to try and control basically so i think as i said you know one of the massive things about spending is letting our emotions take over us and as i said at the start you know there were on that instagram post i'm actually going to read it out because it's really important to know i think so these were kind of like five ways that i found online five common ways that you know kind of came up quite a lot that i found that you know seem to be quite good effective ways of reducing the impact of emotional spending effectively so the first one was uh this one of the most common ones actually was just to avoid impulse buying in general you know 
and it's the most common one you hear is you know when you're making a purchase you know try to distance yourself from from that purchase for 24 hours and then ask yourself is this really something i need because actually you'll probably find that especially when you're in a bad mood you'll find that 24 hours later that mood is gone and then you actually don't want to buy the good or service you don't want to buy the product so that can really be a lifesaver and can save you quite a fair amount actually and i know it's one of the most common ways and i actually personally haven't tried it you know luckily for me kind of i don't spend that emotionally um when i'm in a bad mood i just tend to do nothing or just focus on work or something um but yeah so that's one of the ways to that is just to avoid impulse buying the second one as i've touched on already before is you know try not to let advertisements override you and try not to let the marketing override you because as i said they're you know they're created to advertising is created to play on our emotions and if like the john lewis advert is such a good example you know we see that advert every christmas and everyone falls in love with it and that instantly makes people want to go spend at john lewis just because they have a nice advert or i mean i know that's not the same for everyone but a lot of people that's how it works you know and obviously john lewis is a bit more expensive than other places so that's how they probably get you to spend more money than you usually would because they create a pretty cool advert and don't get me wrong i love i absolutely love the john lewis adverts they're so so sweet um but that's you know another one is don't let advertisements override you the third one is you know limit uh temptation and i thought this was quite an interesting one actually because when talking about temptation it's you know talking about actually going on these websites going into these shops you know going into these places where they're likely to make you spend so if you're sitting on asos all day you're more likely to buy something so they say you know it's said to you know limit temptation so avoid or at least limit the time spent you know at these places that could encourage you to spend more and then you're just you inevitably if you're spending less time on those websites or in those shops you're just less likely to spend so that's another one the fourth one is you know make yourself accountable for your spending so you know like record it all i know a lot of spending nowadays is automatically done um and kind of you get notifications of that so it's automatically taken when you spend on like those different apps that i've spoken about before but you know if you have spent something that you maybe know you shouldn't have make yourself accountable you know maybe don't punish yourself so much but just tell yourself that that was wrong and i think usually your emotions tell you that already you know the feeling of guilt or the feeling of um, disappointment or whatever or just perhaps just the feeling of joy because you bought something new you know i think but i think with emotional spending that those negative emotions especially when you didn't want to buy it but you did anyway those negative emotions will always catch up with you so i'd actually say your emotions in themselves make you you know make you accountable so that's the fourth one and the final one is you know find alternative activities this is one i found quite interesting because you know, when, we, when we're spending money, you know, I think doing doing lots of activities, we're always spending money. If that's buying clothes or if it's going to the gym or if it's playing top golf or whatever it is, you know, it's always going to be money involved for a lot of the time. Um, but, you know, try to find other activities that could actually, that when you're spending that money, you actually get neg- you get positive emotions. So if buying loads of clothes online will eventually make you feel guilty and elicit negative emotions instead of buying clothes online you know go out to the pub and see your mates you know socialize you know 
go play top golf for an hour or something go buy a course or something you know spend money in a positive in a positive way that's gonna positively impact you um and i know a lot of you might argue that going to the pub isn't <laughs> isn't so much a positive way of spending your money but you're getting out you're socializing and at least if you're making yourself feel guilty in the pub you can just drink your guilt away so <laughs> that's all i'd say but um and i think you know what one of the one of the main points i made at the end of this is a lot of the time people kind of over kind of over judge or judge emotional spending too much because while a lot of people can do get negative feelings from emotional spending and from overspending especially you know don't because because of this don't completely cut spending out you know don't don't think because in the in the previous in the past you've spent emotionally that means you can't spend on fun things anymore because essentially like you don't want to cut out treating yourself and spending spending on fun things completely because then you're just going to affect your mental well-being you're going to make yourself unhappy because you've stopped doing these fun things you know i think instead just try to become more conscious of your spending habits and as i said before you know technology makes us a lot more accountable because we can see exactly what we're spending and if your spending does you know, elicit negative emotions and make you feel guilty or upset or stressed or anxious or whatever, then I think you have to really be honest with yourself and, you know, just take action. You know, if you're not tracking your spending and you're seeing that you don't have a lot of money in your account at the end of every month, then you're going to, you need to take action. Otherwise you're going to be constantly feeling negative and realistically, you really don't want that. I don't, th- I mean, I hope you don't want that. Um, but as I said before, you know, I think if you're listening to this podcast and you're, you know, you want to learn about personal finance, there's a reason for that. And that could be because you, you spend emotionally and because you need to reduce your expenses. And so, you know, you're listening to past podcasts, you're reading, you're reading articles and stuff about how to, how can you reduce that? And certainly one of those ways is by understanding why you spend and the psychology behind spending and that sort of thing. So I would definitely think about, especially if you're one that gets impacted by emotional spending quite a lot, I would definitely think about those five things. Um, but don't completely, you know, cut cut spending out of your life. Um, and I, But to be honest, most of the time, you know, emotional spending is just one part of your outgoings. You know, it's usually, is, is your emotional spending is tends to be your non-essential outgoings because it's things like clothes. You're buying the things that make you happy <laughs> because I don't think you're going to be spending money on rent and that's not going to be making you happy. That's anything going to make you upset because of how much is being taken from you. Likewise, your taxes or likewise your mortgage payments or utilities, that sort of thing. You know, those are expenses that, you know, probably put you in a bad mood, but not because you've spent them because you have to, you know, they're, they're, they're necessities, they're, they're essential outgoings. So that's definitely the one thing I the thing I'd say about emotional spending is just address it early if you notice you're doing it address it early and then try to limit the impact of it by managing it quite well um and look I think kind of as we've touched on this whole episode you know this it's really just about you know thinking about your current mindset and how your emotions play a part on your spending, your outgoings especially. And I think especially, you know, emotion impacts us in all parts of personal finance, not just spending. But I think when you're thinking about your, you know, your non-essential outgoings, 
emotion can often have the most detrimental effect because it's the money you tend to have left over after you've spent on everything else. So if you're letting your emotions override the only money you have left at the end of the month, then you're, it's going to impact your wider part of your personal finance. And that could be anything from your, you know, from your savings goals, from your investing goals, anything like that. And that's where it becomes an issue. That's where your emotions become an issue is when they start impacting other parts of your personal finance. But this is where, you know, managing your income and managing your outgoings becomes super important because if you effectively manage your outgoings in a way and you assign your outgoings in a certain way, you can actually prevent emotional spending from ever impacting things like your savings goals and your investing goals. So something we've touched on before is that if you have your savings and investing goals in your budget and as a as a fixed cost, as an essential outgoing, so something that leaves your account immediately, that that means your goals can never be affected by emotional spending because the money's not there. The money's already gone. It's already been taken out of your account. You don't see it because because it's treated as an essential outgoing. So while it, it can be detrimental, as I said, there are many ways that you can actually prevent that. And one of them is just by correctly assigning your outgoings and making sure you know exactly how much money you have left over and working out your disposable income after all these essential and everyday outgoings and expenses that you have. So as I said, you know, I, I'm going to kind of finish up now because I just want this, again, I want this episode to be more of a thought-provoking one and just get you guys thinking about, you know, your own view of money and how you understand the psychology behind money, but also how emotion plays a part on your money and your personal finance. And no matter, you know, how much we try to understand that, and you can spend a lot of time, you know, really trying to look at how money impacts you, but the most important thing is actually deciding if, you know, you want to make a change and you want to change it. You know, I say it again and again on this show, but we can't, I can't implement, I can't make you make these changes. You know, you have to, you know, think about how, you know, you have to think about how money impacts your thinking, your psychology, your emotions. And then if you actually want to make a change, then you have to use some of the things we've spoken about today, but also you have to, you know, commit to it because as I said, it's just like changing a habit. Once you do change your thinking and think differently about money it can often have serious 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 uh benefits and look you know you might be happy occasionally spending on asos or treating yourself to a takeaway if you've had a bad day and i like would i would promote that i would say you know i do that you know if if and a lot of people do that especially with like a takeaway for example if you've you've had a shit day you don't want to cook you're a bit tired Often not doing that and getting takeaway can make you feel better because it's also probably fucking tasty. So I would say, I would never say like, don't completely halt your spending if it makes you feel good or if it makes you feel bad. You know, I'm not, I'm not the one to tell you what to do. All I can do is show you how it impacts you and what effect it can have on you. But if you are trying to get a hold of your personal finance and you are trying to make actionable changes, then tackling this issue is not only a great place to start, but it's also a necessity. But especially if you have some of these bad tendencies that we've spoken about already. So I think kind of that's where I'll leave it. And I'll leave it at that point because hopefully it just gets you thinking, do I actually want to make change? Do I actually want to change the way I view money? Do I want to try and approach the w- and change the way I try and view money? You know, it's, it's completely down to you and... 
if you do manage to alter how you think about money and you know if you do manage to kind of delve deeper in to the psychology behind our spending and why we do things and also why you personally do things i think you'll find some really interesting stuff and you'll also find some really you know other than we've spoken about today you'll find some really interesting ways in which you can limit the impact of this but i think i'll leave it you know at that for this week you know and as i said over the last couple of weeks you know i don't want to try and tell you guys what you shouldn't or shouldn't be buying, what you should be spending on that sort of thing and how you should approach spending because it's not really my position to do that. And when, especially when it comes to your everyday outgoings and your non-essential outgoings, you know, that sort of spending is much more personal, you know, and you should be allowed to buy and do whatever you want with your money. But what, as I said at the start and what I'll say again now is what I hope this episode and in fact the previous episodes can do is just to get you thinking about different ways you can change your mindset and change your habits in order to benefit from the management of your outgoings. And again, that's what this series is about, is understanding, managing, and then working out how to reduce our outgoings. And with something like emotional spending, if you can reduce that and cut it out of your life, then I believe you're going to spend a lot of money. So I hope this has made you think differently and inspired you to make some actionable changes to your day-to-day lives and starting with your attitude towards money and your relationship with it. Because no matter what anyone says, no matter what you read, you do have a relationship with money and which has been molded from when you were very little and, you know, when you saw and saw and heard your parents talking about it. And I'm confident enough, you know, to say this because you know, it's a relationship that you won't be able to change overnight. But if you do little, you know, things a little often, and as I said, try to, you know, change and make kind of better habits, you know, get rid of the bad habits, make, you know, positive habits. I think over the long run, you will see really positive change in, you know, the management of your outgoings, but also in your personal finances in general. And you're also likely to see a major improvement in your mental health and, you know, your mental well-being, which money does have a big impact on. So that's always another reason to better manage your outgoings. So that's it for this week, guys. I hope you really enjoyed it. Next week is the final show of the series. And I can't believe it's already over. It's been 11 episodes, so 11 weeks. And... I've liked it. I hope you guys have found some serious value from it. Um, And next week is going to be a show all just about summarizing the the series in general. So I'm going to go through some of the key points we've talked about in each episode. And I'm also going to get a load of questions from you guys to answer because I want to hear from you. I want to hear what you guys have thought of the series. And if you had any questions on anything we've spoken about, um, I want to answer them. I want to help you guys out. So as always, guys, if you've enjoyed it or you have any questions or any feedback and you want to get in touch i will leave the our contact details in the show notes below you can find our email and our instagram handle there and yeah and finally if you guys are listening on apple podcasts i would love it if if again if you have any positive or negative feedback or any criticism constructive or not (laughs) you can i would literally love it if you could leave a review Uh, because that just helps us you know get up the get up the rankings and it will let more of you guys find the show and hopefully benefit from what we're talking about so as always guys hope you have another great week i hope you keep social distancing and staying safe and i will chat to you then so as always guys stay safe keep spending keep saving keep doing what you are doing and i will chat to you next week Mm -hmm.